This is Linda Cohn from ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. Back with you, the ML Sports Platter, all over the major platforms like Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Deezer, and more. Make sure you download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. Most of the listeners of the program, they get it on Apple Podcasts. If you want to get it on Apple Podcasts, it's very simple. Go to your Apple smartphone, search podcasts, and then just go down to the search button, type in ML Sports Platter, hit follow or subscribe, whatever your phone allows you to do and you will get new and archived episodes of the ML Sports Platter with the likes of Baseball Hall of Famers, Bob Costas, Eric Wood, many best-selling authors, and a heck of a lot more, of course, here on the ML Sports Platter. All right, let's recap NFL Week 17 in just a moment. Before we do that, I want to tell you that we are brought to you by our great friends at Rosie's Corner, Burton Ace Hardware, Elevate Fitness of Syracuse, and our terrific friends over at the Vince Aguera Consulting Group. They have leadership ability for you personally and professionally. They can help you out. Become a better leader today with all the different programs with the Vince Aguera Consulting Group. Log on today to vcgtransforms.com. That's vcgtransforms.com. First of all, just let me say this. I I, I really wish it this was the last week, you know, of, of the NFL. I, I don't need an 18th week. Um... The players don't need it. The league has tried to, you know, shove this player safety thing down our throat. Um, you know, with with all the, oh, we're doing this and that and rules, you know, to, to protect players. And yet they add an 18th game in. Why? Because they want to make more money. And it's going, or 17th game in, an 18th week. An 18th week, a 17th game. And I got news for you. <clears throat> this is only the beginning of it. This is only the beginning. Seriously. I mean, you know. They're going to keep adding, keep adding, keep adding. This game is going to go global. Uh, I have no doubt that by 2030, there's going to be um, one, maybe two teams outside the United States. I don't know if that's one in Canada, one in Mexico, one in London, one in Mexico. I, I don't know. But I think there's going to be a team outside the United States, I do, uh, that'll represent that country, much like the Blue Jays do in baseball in Canada. Uh, but I don't need this extra game stuff. I wish it was over and done with, and we are into the postseason this weekend. But here we are. Um, so let's go back week 17. Now remember, no Thursday night game last week in the NFL. The Bills clinch a playoff berth. They eliminate the Falcons with a 29-15 win. Josh Allen was awful with the arm. He had three interceptions and four attempts in this game uh, at one point, but was able to really, really, really do some great things Um on the uh, on on the ground, you know, with his legs and all the rest, and, and 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 I thought, you know, look, the Bills' red zone offense, for one reason or another, it just takes so long for this team to get in the end zone. There are just so many circumstances in in, in this game. The Bills had the the fumble, Marquez Stevenson, right, uh, Jake Kumaro. Uh, recovered it and it was tackled in the end zone safety. And then the bills got the ball back and they scored a touchdown. And if you watched the red zone sequence, 
after you know, look, it was 15 plays, 69 yards, and 610 time. But if you watch the red zone sequence, you're sitting here going, wait a minute. You're first and 10 from the 15. Allen scrambles, Singletary runs, Allen passes short to Diggs for a first down. Now you're first and goal at the four. This should be almost a cinch with the weapons you have in a 6'5", 230-pound quarterback. Allen throws incomplete to, to uh, Knox. Penalty on, on Spencer Brown, an eligible downfield passer. Go back to the nine. Allen passes short to McKenzie. Okay, now you're at the three after a six-yard game. Allen passes incomplete short right to Diggs. Allen passes incomplete short to Diggs. They go for it on fourth down, but they get a break after the incompletion to Diggs. Atlanta finally on that sequence. They probably had about two, three holds before this one. But uh, Terrell got held, uh, called for the penalty, the DPI. And so the Bills got it at the uh, first, uh, at, at the one-yard line. Dawkins reports eligible. Allen passes incomplete. Then Allen with a one-yard TD rush. Nice blockade. Great play call from Brian Dable to kind of roll away and in with a wall of blockers. And the Bills took the lead. That's just one example of how 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 much of a struggle it is for the Bills to get into the end zone once they're down in the red zone. And, you know, they got the ball back, scored 14 to 2. Then they had the ball back again in the second quarter. And and you thought, okay, this game is about to be a blowout. Uh even if Josh Allen had thrown it away, it would have been 17 <clears throat> to 5 because Atlanta had gotten a field goal on a pretty solid drive, actually, after the Bills got their second touchdown. Um, but Allen threw the pick, and you know it, it led to Atlanta getting a, a, a touchdown on the Mike Davis one-yard run. Then the Bills get the ball back. Allen throws another pick, and then Atlanta kicks a field goal. And all of a sudden, you're looking up, and if you're a Bills Mafia figure, oh, you're a Bills Mafia member, you're going, what just happened? How are we down at the half? 15-14 Atlanta at the half. But that's when... Brian Dable took over, the ground game took over, and the defense took over. These days in the NFL are going to happen. I don't think they're going to happen often with Josh Allen. I think he's too good, but they're going to happen. You're going to have bad days. You're going to throw tons of picks. Brett Favre had these days. Plenty of quarterbacks have had these days. And what happens in football? Your team needs to pick you up because it is the ultimate, along with hockey, team sport. And that's what the Bills did. The offense... The offensive line, which was as intact as it's been all season long with availability from John Feliciano. You had Dawkins, you had Brown. Mitch Morris has been an anchor all year at center. Uh, Bates, Daryl Williams. Uh, The ability and availability of the line was fantastic. And I thought they dominated this football game. And Devin Singletary had a great, great game. The Bills come back. They get a touchdown in the third, a touchdown in the fourth, both on runs. Uh, by Devin Singletary, great drives both, uh, 11 for 80 over 6.5 plus, and then 12 plays uh, uh, for 65 yards over 7 plus. And, you know, it, it was just, it, it, it was a grounded pound type of a game. Brian Dable saw it. He saw where Josh Allen could maximize things, and it was on the ground. It was mixing in a couple passes here and there in the second half, which he did. Allen was 11 for 26 with three interceptions. He had a rating of 17. His QBR was 61.3. But Singletary and Allen and really Zach Moss, people, you know, look, he only had five carries, but they counted. Uh, He had 39 yards, 7.8 average. 
And Zach Moss uh, was huge. He, you know, he kind of reminded me a little bit of wearing down those defenses last year at Denver, <clears throat> you know, and at San Francisco. The Bills put together 233 yards on the ground, 110 from Singletary on 23 carries, two touchdowns, 81 from Allen on 15 runs for an average of 5.4 and two touchdowns. And then Moss, 5 for 39, average of 7.8. McKenzie had the 1 for 3. But the Bills, the Bills did what they needed to do on the ground. And then the defense... You know, the defense took over. They did a heck of a job. Um, you know, there were just a couple splash plays by the Falcons offense. Kyle Pitts had, I think, that 61-yarder. And, you know, I- I'll tell you what, uh, taking away Cordell Patterson was a big thing in this game. I mean, a big thing. Uh, the Bills, I mean, early, he-, he started to get his, and you said, oh, my gosh, is this going to be another game where the-, the-, the defense gets gashed on the ground? But the Bills really shored things up to the tune of zero points in the second half for the Atlanta Falcons. The defense was that good. Edmonds all over the place. Milano all over the place. Hyden Poyer did their thing. Ed Oliver <clears throat> was not good. He was great in this game. He had a sack. He was plugging holes. He was at the three-technique defensive lineman on the interior. He was great. And <clears throat> a couple other guys to mention, too. Taron Johnson, the beat goes on with this guy. Great tackles, had a sack. Uh, and, and, and Greg Russo. He got a lot of snaps in this game. He had a sack. He had three total tackles. Three were solo. Um, So everybody really did contribute. And the Bills had five team sacks. And the Bills were able to really fluster Matt Ryan, uh, who holds it too long. Um, You know, there's no doubt about that. Um, If you saw the play uh, where just an absolute bull rush by the Bills interior and, and Ed Oliver creating a lot of the havoc. Harrison Phillips recovered, and he's had a great year, too. I think he's been an unsung Bill on defense. I think Mitch Morris might be the unsung Bill on offense in this season. But those are the opportunities that were there for Buffalo because Matt Ryan you know, holds the ball a little bit. Uh, in that particular instance, he didn't really hold it that long. It was just the Bills got to him quickly. Um, and I thought all those guys were really, really good. You know, they forced the fumble. They had a bunch of sacks and, uh, they took out the big play and the big players, Kyle Pitts for two catches and 69 yards. You'll take that all day long. Uh, if you are a, uh, if you're a Bills fan, you know, he didn't, he didn't have any touchdowns. You kept him out of the end zone and then you eventually shut down on the ground and through the air, <clears throat> Corderell Patterson. So, the Bills clinch a playoff berth that wasn't pretty. They played probably a B-minus game. They still won by double digits, and they found another way to win besides using Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and company, and that was the most positive thing that you can look at. And now the Bills go into this week. If they beat the Jets, they will win the division, and then we see where teams go in terms of seeding. Bears beat the Giants 29-3. Uh, two big takeaways from this game. One, uh, the Giants are just absolutely horrific. Um, and Joe Judge is so bad, I can't believe they're bringing him back. How do you have the special teams gaffes that this team has when Joe Judge is a special teams guru, apparently? Also, in a losing cause, in a losing cause, Saquon Barkley, 21 carries for 102 yards. I'm telling you right now, if I'm the Giants, I'm hoping he can run and have a really great final week, and that I'm trading this guy. Even if I can get a fourth or a fifth, I know Giant fans think I'm crazy, the Giants need to go into full rebuild again. They really do. And 
you know, look, I think the rebuild should include firing Joe Judge, but they're not going to do that. But they need to, for whatever the heck they're going to do, they need to look at trading Saquon Barkley. They blew it. They should have never taken him high like that. There were a million other better options for their franchise cornerstones. Trade him, get maybe a four and a three. I don't know what anybody would give for him. Maybe, you know, you try to trade him to the Bills, honestly, uh, or, or somewhere else. But try to trade Saquon Barkley. Let's see if he can get some trade value in these last couple of weeks for the G-Men. Uh, the Bengals beat the Chiefs 34-31 to in, in, in the most impressive win of the weekend. Joe Burrow now. I think I read he has 971 yards and, and, and a million TDs in the last couple of weeks. Um, <clears throat> unbelievable. He's kind of, really, if you think about it, he's kind of a throwback guy, you know, to the 80s and the 90s. Guys like Jim Kelly, Brett Favre, Dan Marino, you know, who go out there with a confidence and a swagger that everybody in the locker room follows. You know, they believed in those guys. They believed they were going to win because they had those guys behind center. The Bengals believe because they have Joe Burrow. I mean, it's really that simple. For a team that had so many catastrophic moments and so many heartbreaking moments through the years, the Bengals are now riding Joe Burrow, and they are riding a fellow by the name of Jamar Chase. And, <clears throat> you know, there were a lot of people who wanted the Bengals to take Penny Sewell. Out of Oregon, oh, you got to get the cornerstone blocker, you know, blindside type guy who keeps Burrow upright and all this stuff. But people forget that the offensive lineman can only go so far. You know, if they're growing and it takes them longer to develop, your quarterback, if he's that good, which Burrow is, he can get rid of the ball quicker. You can design plays. Zach Taylor is coordinator, all these guys, they can design plays to get the ball out of the hands quickly from Joe Burrow to offset some of the offensive line blocking. Now, that's not to say, <clears throat> you know, that you don't need any blocking from the O-line. That's not what I'm getting at. You need blocking, of course, from the O-line. But Joe Burrow is a guy who I personally think can do so many things on the football field. He's great in the pocket. He can flush out and throw on the run. He can throw and beat man. He can throw and beat zone. He reads plays quickly. He can get the ball out quickly. He's got great size, the mechanics, the tools, the eth all the stuff he's got. Just start growing the offensive line, and you've got an A number one, no doubt about it, stud wide receiver in Jamar Chase. These two guys are unbelievable, man. Burrow went for 30 of 39, 446 yards and four touchdowns. Chase, 11 receptions, 266 yards and three touchdowns. Cincinnati wins the AFC North, and now the Chiefs come back a little bit off the one seed. Tennessee shoots up. That's how these things happen uh, at the end of the year. Titans beat the Dolphins 34-3. Really, I mean, the Dolphins had won a bunch of games in a row. They're now 500, of course, um, but they were A, due to lose, and boy, did they lose really, 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 really bad. Uh, Tua Tungaviola had an awful game, and, you know, all Mike Rabel does is win, win, win no matter what, man. I picked this team to go to the Super Bowl. They're 7-2 and two at home. They might be getting Derrick Henry back. Uh, Foreman was great in this game on the ground for the Titans. The beat goes on. The O-line's been great. The defense has been improving. You know, <clears throat> really each and every week for the past, I would say, eh, probably since week 10, right? Titans are formidable. They're tough. Now, you can go in there and beat them. You know, they're not, you know, nobody would mistake them for the 85 Bears or, or a dynasty of the Pittsburgh Steelers of the 70s or the Niners in the 80s or the Cowboys in the 90s. But they're a pretty good team. And Mike Vrabel wins, period, end of discussion. They play in all three phases, and they stomped on Miami 
in this one, 34-3. Raiders beat the Colts 23-20. What a win for the Vegas Raiders in a situation now where this week they go up against the Chargers. And the original scenario that I had heard was that the winner was going to go into the playoffs. But now there's a couple of crazy scenarios out there that work where if the Raiders and Chargers tie and a couple other clubs lose, then both of these teams will get into the playoffs. That is mind-boggling to me. I don't know if we've ever seen that. And it was funny listening on PTI yesterday about Tony Kornheiser saying, hey, wouldn't it be funny if both teams just decided, hey, let's just kneel it down and waste all the time, and we'll both go to the postseason. Those teams won't do it. They're too competitive. But it's out there as an option because they'll know, you know, if that's the case because they're the Sunday night game. Smartly flexed by the NFL. So... Something to keep an eye on. Derek Carr has been so impressive. All the adversity the Raiders have faced, the John Gruden nonsense, the scumbag move of Henry Ruggs and that situation, Derek Carr has kept the team together. And he put together some unbelievable drives in that game, most notably in the fourth quarter. And the Raiders get a field goal. Obviously, they lost a late touchdown on a replay reversal. Uh, they surrendered a lot of plays. Um, but this was a, a really, really great win for the Raiders. When you think about surrendering a TD on a fluke play <clears throat> and committing the only two turnovers in the game, you know, I thought the Raiders really, really showed again, in this game, what they've done all year in fighting the hardest and harshest circumstances. And, you know, I don't know how this team's 9-7. and seven. I just don't, you know. And now the Colts fighting for their playoff lives as well. Patriots 50-10 to 10 over the Jaguars. This was just every single... Th th this was a Mike Tyson... See you later in, in 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 one minute type of thing. I mean, they were up 28-3 at the half. Trevor Lawrence, you know, look, he probably should be, and I don't he doesn't have a good team, but he probably should be a little bit better than this. <clears throat> but the Patriots, they really got after him. They got him, you know, made him uncomfortably. He threw three interceptions. And it was really just every phase of the game was just a knockout punch for New England. I mean, it was through the air. <clears throat> Mac Jones off the play action from Stevenson, who was great on the ground, 107 uh, on 19 carries for two touchdowns. New England, you know, still has an opportunity. Uh, they clinched a playoff berth, by the way, but they have an opportunity to do bigger things this week. Uh, we'll see what they do against Miami. We'll see what the Bills do against the Jets. Uh, there is a good chance that the Bills and Patriots could play in the playoffs uh, for the third time this year. Uh, the Buccaneers beat the Jets 28-24. to You know what? You can't even give Tom Brady less than a minute on the clock, right? At this particular point, Antonio Brown uh, walked off and blew, you know, kisses and peace signs to the to the fans. And, you know, obviously there's a mental health problem there. I, I'm not going to dive deep into what that is. But, um, you know, I'm not a CTE expert. Uh, <clears throat> I'm not a mental health expert. But what I know from afar is that he's done this with the Steelers, with the Raiders, with the Patriots, now with the Bucks. So if it had just happened one time, maybe I'd have a different assumption here, but this is what he's done. And listen, it's a stat, sad state of affairs. Uh, we'll see what happens moving forward. But 
you know, can can Tampa Bay win a Super Bowl without Antonio Brown? They probably could, but Tom Brady did what Tom Brady does best. Another game without Leonard Fournette. You know, another game missing appropriate players. Another game without Godwin. You know, Brown storms off the field, and all he does is hit Grayson for a touchdown late to win it. Johnson, you know, Rashad Perriman had a couple of key catches. I mean, that's what the guy does, and he'll continue to, I'm sure, <clears throat> you know, have some reps with his players, and he'll make them better, and the beat will go on. You know, I don't know if Tampa Bay is as formidable as last year, but, man, they're somehow 12-4, and four, aren't they? Good grief. I mean, they're, you know, another division championship, like, and if Brady hangs around, they'll be here for a couple more years, no doubt. As long as he's upright, this team has a chance to win the Super Bowl. 34 of 50, 410 yards and three touchdowns. Eagles beat Washington 20 to 16. What an unbelievable stretch for Nick Sirianni and this club. Jalen Hurts, you know, I give him a lot of I give him a lot of uh, credit uh, in this season. They were two and five at one point. They've rattled off a bunch of wins. They're a good road team. They're six and three on the road, nine and uh, seven overall, and they beat Washington 20 to 16. Just a terrific game. For the Philadelphia Eagles, <clears throat> they made plays when they needed to. They shut out the football team in the second half. I've been impressed with Jalen Hurts. I'm telling you, I don't know if he's a franchise guy. I think he might need another year to tell. This year, I thought, was the year, but I still don't know. Maybe they do. He was he was efficient, and they were able to combine a few guys on the ground, including Hurts, and they just made plays in this game. And, you know, they, 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 were, uh, they were down at the half 16-7, to and they outscored him 13 to nothing in the second half. Just a lot of good adjustments, a lot of good coaching, a lot of smart plays, a lot of plays made, and the Eagles get it done. Rams win at the Ravens, uh, 20 to 19, in a game that kind of looked bleak for the Rams. They really couldn't get a lot going, but they ended up making some plays in the fourth quarter as well and scoring 13 points. And you know, when they look back on this important win uh, in Baltimore. Matt Stafford helped put the team in a quandary with three costly turnovers. <clears throat> That's where I'm going with this. Matt Stafford is absolutely positively the key to this Ravens or to this Rams team. There's no question about it. And listen, you can recall those moments, but you won't forget how Matt Ryan or Matt Ryan, Matt Stafford acted as the gritty quarterback, making the amends by really overseeing a near flaw, a near flawless fourth quarter that produced uh, a bunch in, in, in this win. Uh, he threw the seven-yard touchdown pass to Odell Beckham Jr. with 50 seconds, 57 seconds left, immediately after completing a five-yarder to Beckham on fourth and five. It was unbelievable what Stafford did to make amends. Five straight wins for the Rams, but that's the bad and that's the good of Matt Stafford. And if he plays within himself, the Rams can win the Super Bowl. If he doesn't, they can lose in the first game of the playoffs. There's no doubt about it. It's that simple. Chargers beat the Broncos. And by the way, now the Ravens are kind of, you know, eh, you know, hoping, hoping to get some help and win in the final week to get in the postseason. And there's no team that's been decimated by injuries more than the Ravens. They're 8-8 eight and eight somehow still with missing five huge cornerstone pieces, including, you know, Lamar Jackson, a host of running backs, uh, you know, corners galore, Peters, you name it. They missed everybody. 
and they're eight and eight still with a chance to uh, you know th- if luck plays on their side to, to make the postseason. Chargers beat the Broncos thirty-four to thirteen in a game where it was just too much uh, Justin Herbert, too much Roberts, um, and, and now you know the Chargers are are really back to uh, you know controlling their playoff future. Uh, they got the help from a couple of losses earlier in the day. They take care of business against Denver, and they're in the final wild card spot. They need to beat Vegas on the road. Uh, if they win, they're in. The Colts, Chargers, and Raiders all have the same record, but the Chargers currently hold the tiebreaker over Las Vegas with their victory on October 4th. I want the Chargers to make the postseason because I think it would be fun as a football fan because you'd have Justin Herbert in it. He's one of the young, bright quarterbacks. You know him, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow. I mean, these quarterbacks are special. And it's really, 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 really great, I think, if the Chargers can get in because they're a fun team that I think a lot of young fans can can really relate to. Um, you know, they just sling it around, score a lot of points, they're aggressive. Uh, young fans, young players, high school players, college players, they, they love that style, right? I mean, Brandon Staley's a really, really bright dude. He, he's going for it all the time. He's got confidence in his players. Slow start for the Tex, or for the 49ers, but they end up getting it done. They were down 7-3 at the half. Great adjustments, 20 points scored in the second half. And... Um, this was a, a just a, a game where I think the 49ers learned that, hey, we can win with Trey Lance, and maybe they are going to start him the rest of the way. Maybe they give him a shot in the postseason as well. Um, <clears throat> he was really, really good, really, really disciplined, 16-23 for 249 yards and two touchdowns. Elijah Mitchell back in there running the football. He had an 100-yard game. Ayuk was sensational in this game as well. Four big catches for 94 yards. Uh, Lance did have that interception, but... Um, <clears throat> was was good overall. You look at IU, you look at Debo Samuel, you look at Elijah Mitchell, you look at George Kittle, uh, you look at Trey Lance making plays. You got an opportunistic defense in Fred Warner, and and you know we know obviously the ability of so many of these players, Nick Bosa, uh, Eric Armstead. I talked about them all year long. This 49er team is a team. I would be, if I'm a Packer fan, most worried about. Because I think this team, with the ground attack, possession and control, playmakers who can get in space, uh, you know, they can work the Packer defense down, a team that has trouble stopping the run, and a defense that can pressure Aaron Rodgers into uncomfortable situations. They do have corners and safeties who can get physical with the likes of Devontae Adams and company. The 49ers, to me, are the biggest threat in the NFC to beat the Packers. They are. They're a bigger threat than the Bucks, than the Rams, because of that style and that matchup against Green Bay. Cardinals beat the Cowboys 25-22. Great game uh, here. Uh, they held them off 25-22. And, you know, I, I got to say, I mean, when you think about the troubles for Kyler Murray and the Cardinals um, that, that, that were happening, they needed a win really bad. And... Kyler Murray threw two touchdown passes, huge, to Wesley, and they hung on to win. Murray made plays at the end. I mean, I thought he was a difference in this football game. And the Cardinals, hey, maybe they'll be back to Dallas for a wild card game here in a couple weeks, right? Because it's kind of lining up that way. Um, <clears throat> but just a great win for the Cardinals, a win that they desperately needed. By the way, the Cardinals are 8-1 and one on the road. They are not scared to win on the road. 
Um, Dallas, as everybody knows, I've been saying it the entire year, they're vulnerable because I just don't trust Mike McCarthy. Uh, let's see what these teams do moving forward here. But but Arizona, you know, look, they went through their bad stretch. Maybe they got that bad football out of them, and maybe they're back to rising a little bit here, right? Because it wasn't long ago, a few weeks ago, where people say, oh, yeah, Cardinals, are they're... well, they weren't the best team then. Some people got fooled, including me. I called them the best team, I think, one week. It's such a week-to-week league. Um, but I am a firm believer that if they get hot, they could be dangerous. Maybe they got the bad football out. This win at Dallas maybe could signify something. <clears throat> Let's see where they go from here. Saints beat the Panthers 18-10. to 10, Just a very physical game here. Um, you know, and the Saints, I mean, you want to talk about a coaching job again. Uh, Sean Payton having this team at 8-8 eight and eight reminds me of last year's Patriots team at 7-9. and nine. How do these guys do it? John Harbaugh with the Ravens. Sean Payton with the Saints. Bill Belichick with the Pats. Unbelievable stuff. And uh, the Saints... I believe with an outside chance, they need some help, but they got to win the last game and then get some help from the outside to get into the postseason. Seahawks beat the Lions 51-29. Very simple here. The Lions are just awful. Uh, Penny, Metcalf, they pound and just absolutely obliterate the Detroit Lions. I mean, they were up 31-7 to at the half. This game was over at halftime. And Russell Wilson was spectacular in this game, 20 of 29 for 236 and four touchdowns and really shows you, hey, if you're the owner and GM of the Seattle Seahawks, you ain't trading Russell Wilson. You shouldn't trade Russell Wilson. What you need to do is build around <clears throat> Russell Wilson. And if Russell Wilson wants a new voice in there and it's not, you know, and, and doesn't want Pete Carroll back, then you fire Pete Carroll, you know, or don't bring him back, whatever his contract situation is. Rashad Penny still got a lot of gas in that tank. 25 carries of 170 uh, for 170 and two touchdowns. A lot of people gave up on him. And then the rollouts and on the run, throwing darts. Russell Wilson was great in this game. Flat out great. QBR of 89.2. The rating was 133.1. And, um, you know, Seattle just in all phases, led by Wilson, just dominated the Detroit Lions. A terrible, terrible football team. And I'll tell you what, man, the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know what? This football team, they are going to regret, you know, when they look back on it, tying the Detroit Lions, aren't they? I'll get to the Steelers in a minute. Um, <clears throat> Packers beat the Vikings 37-10. to Just a roll job in this game. Um, they This game was over at the half, 20-3. to I'm sorry, man, but again, Rodgers, Jones, Adams, they're unstoppable. The three-headed monster did it again. And in this game, actually, you could probably, the, the, the three-headed monster, that, that third head is actually just split between Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Aaron Jones had 76 yards. Dillon had 63 yards, but he had the two touchdowns. <clears throat> this Packer team is really, really good. They're the one seed. It's going through Lambeau. Devondre Campbell continues to impress. Eight tackles, seven were to, uh, solo. And, um, you know, all the injuries they've had all year on defense, no problem. You know, the beat goes on. The play calling's been terrific. Uh, you know, they 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 really uh, had an opportunity to, to pound on Minnesota because Kirk Cousins wasn't in there because of the corona stuff. And just a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful season for the Packers. I really hope this is the one where they can get back to the Super Bowl. So I think it'd be great, you know, to have an old trademark franchise with all that history. And Aaron Rodgers gunning for a second ring, I think, is just storybook stuff. Let's see what they do in the last week if they rest uh, against the Lions. But they have a bye, so, you know, you can play guys and still get rest the week after. Let's see what they do. 
uh, in, in week 18. Steelers beat the Browns 26 to 14. It was a very, very emotional game for Ben Roethlisberger. Obviously, most likely his, you know, final game uh, at home in Pittsburgh. They've obviously got one game left. Um, the Browns knew they had been eliminated from playoff contention entering this game. Um, Baker Mayfield, I, I, I mean, look, really stupid to have him play if, if you're Cleveland. I mean, this guy needs offseason surgery. He's going to miss week 18. He's been playing injured pretty much the whole year. Uh, I don't think he's the guy, even if he's healthy. Um, he went out there and gutted it out. Was absolutely awful. Um, you know, I know the competitiveness takes over and all that, but he shouldn't have been out there, especially when you're taking hits left and right. He was sacked nine times, <clears throat> okay, by the Steelers. That ain't going to help your labor, <laughs> okay? Uh, included four from T.J. Watt. He's got a career-high 21 sacks, which is one short of the NFL record set by Michael Strahan in 2001. Um, he, he was awful, um, Baker, in this game. Um, great stuff on the onside kick. From Minka Fitzpatrick, he recovered that. Uh, Najee Harris <clears throat> had the great 37-yard touchdown run in the final minute to put the game out of reach. And Pittsburgh got it done. They won with all three phases. They won with physicality. They won with uh, you know running the football. Uh, Big Ben was outstanding uh, when he had to be. Uh, the, the box score doesn't shine uh, for him. I mean, he was only 24 or 46 for... 123 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Um, that one, you know, that one touchdown to Deontay Johnson. But again, in splash plays, Big Ben, terrific. But overall, not so much. And that's why he really, you know, will retire and needs to retire. Uh, the end is here. He's, he's walking in on the first ballot to Canton. He's had an unbelievable career. Terrific, terrific career. Uh, two championships, consistency, playoffs. And, you know, you think back to that playoff, to, to that NFL draft, of 2004 with Eli Manning, Phillip Rivers, and Big Ben. Big Ben has risen above, and he's been the best out of that class. Eli Manning has a couple Super Bowls too, but I think Big Ben, over his career, was a better quarterback than Eli Manning. He was a, a, a guy who was harder to bring down. He was harder to stop uh, out of the pocket. They were both super clutch in the fourth quarter and on the big stage. I mean, who can forget one of the great Super Bowl throws of all time with Big Ben Roethlisberger, San Antonio Holmes, that frozen rope into the corner. You know, Eli Manning had his share of, of throws. I mean, the Giants' front gets a lot of credit for those wins over the Patriots. But go back and look at those throws that he was making. I mean, David Tyree, he can't make that play unless Eli Manning scampers around and just chucks it up. You know, and then your receiver has to make a play, which he did. The Plaxico Burris play. I, I mean, there, there's it's countless with Eli Manning. He made a bunch of plays in the fourth quarter, as has Big Ben. But I think Big Ben has been a better quarterback over that time. And, and oh, by the way, the Pittsburgh Steelers, everything that they represent, right? Consistency, teamwork, <clears throat> you know, next man up, ethos, uh, 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 culture, all the stuff that they that they represent. Big Ben went in there, and he's been one of the guys in the middle of all that. So we'll see what happens, but uh, this was probably it as far as Big Ben in Pittsburgh and uh, was a heck of a way to uh, to go out with a victory. And the Browns need to really figure out the quarterback situation. That's their number one goal, yet again, going into 2022. The ML Sports Platter is brought to you by our great friends at Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare, Liverpool Physical Therapy, 
Camillus Golf Club, and Stanley Law Offices together, they'll work to get you the maximum reward. And a big tip of the cap thank you as well to the Swan and Whitaker families for their support of the program, as well as Welch & Company Jewelers. Hey, start the year off right with Welch & Company Jewelers. Bracelets, necklaces, wedding rings, engagement rings, you name it. They'll fix your watches. They've got batteries, all sorts of things A to Z. Go shop the showcase today at welchjewelers.com. That's welchjewelers.com. Hit me on Twitter at MikeLSports, and as I always tell you, enjoy the games. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks, that's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.